I don't know any business owners who had it figured out in year one, year two, or even year three. There are some people who get really lucky sometimes, but I, I also think that the, the work was being done years prior to that luck, quote unquote, striking. Understanding that it takes time and being patient with yourself, being patient with life. Yeah, that's it. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. Hey, Alex, what are some of your favorite tunes at the moment? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, obviously, it's Body by Megan the Stallion. <laughs> B-E-E. I, I have to wait in my car until it's over. I cannot get out. Um, also really loving Damage by her um, and Diamonds by Sam Smith. Oh, very excellent choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know you sound like me. Like, if you look at my playlist, it's totally all over the place. Anything mm-hmm. from, like, classic rock to Frank Sinatra to Lizzo. Like, anything and everything in between. Except for modern country music, I know. Shocking. Shocked. shocked. <laughs> it's a shock to my Arkansas roots. I know. <laughs> Give me some Brooks and Dunn, but, like, modern <laughs> stuff I can't do. All right. I, I, I digress. <laughs> As you know, being an entrepreneur can sometimes leave you feeling super scattered and all over the place like one of my playlists. Mm -hmm. This was all a very terrible segue into (laughs) into the topic of today. So being an entrepreneur, like I said, can sometimes leave you feeling super scattered and all over the place. You're managing clients, maybe a team, customer expectations and outcomes. Oh my goodness. But it's all part of the territory of being an entrepreneur. Yes. And not a terrible segue because we sat down with Kiana O'Quinn, not only a beautiful vocalist with Honey and Vinyl, but CEO and founder of Sonic Sommelier. Sonic Sommelier takes a mindful approach to designing music experiences and bespoke branded soundscapes using the science of sound. And after years working at a luxury entertainment design company in New York City, Kiana noticed that there was a void in the live music community, one where planners saw music as the background to the main event rather than something that can guide and elevate it. So Mm -hmm. during this episode, she chats with us about how the life of an entrepreneur can be a lot like leading a band of musicians. I love this episode so much, and we know you're going to love her tips on knowing how to read the room for networking and relationship building, how to create harmony with a team, when and where to share the spotlight, business skills that translate from center stage to the corner office, and so much more. Yes. Don't forget, you can also check out a little bit more of this interview in Kiana's TV show episode on Comcast Rise with the She Shines show. 
or you can head to our show notes to tap the link to watch if you don't have Comcast. And you also want to head to the show notes to listen to Kiana's song. It is just so amazing. Good. Literally, and you're going to want to put it on, pour your coffee, like get the day started. <laughs> it's so good. And don't forget, girlfriend, you can also text us 215-608-3002. Let us know what you loved about this episode. If you listen to Kiana's song, let us know. And let's get into it. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are so honored to be sitting here with Kiana, founder Hi. and CEO, yes, of Sonic Sommelier. Say hello. Hello, 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 everybody. Hi, Anna, Laura. Hi, Alex. How are you ladies doing today? Oh, we're fantastic and just cannot wait to dive into this podcast so we can just listen to your voice. Yes. <laughs> you have the most so amazing soothing. voice. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. I sound more like Barry White in the morning, so <laughs> it's good to know that by, uh, I don't know what, 6 p.m. New York time, I'm, I'm in my flow. <laughs> It's clear yes. that yes. well, I sound like the cookie monster yeah. when, when I wake up and probably right now. So apologies to listeners, <laughs> <laughs> but let's go ahead without further ado and dive on in. So we would love to know prior to, you know, your entrepreneurial journey, what were you doing? How did you get into, into what you're doing now? Just walk us through everything. So it has been quite a journey, actually. Um, I, I'm actually going to take you guys back, back, but really, really quickly, succinctly. So in college, in undergrad, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to school because my dad said I have no other choice. But now that I'm like, you know, at year, I think year three, you have to choose your major. And I was like, what am I going to choose? So I chose something really broad, speech communications with a minor in psych. And by like graduation time, still did not know what I wanted to do. So I ended up um, seeing like a sign on a bulletin board that said that they were looking for teachers and like going through my mind over and over again, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I started to think about cats and I don't even like cats, to be honest <laughs> with you. Don't hate me. But oh, no. we're, we're dog people. So it's okay. okay. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, wait, cats, the musical. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Actual cats. Sorry yeah, to actually, our either... cat loving listeners. We still know, love you. Either oh, way. <laughs> we love you. Um, but I thought about the fact that, you know, they say that cats have nine lives and I said, okay, well, how come I can't have nine lives? Like, I, let me see how many lifetimes I can live, you know, in this life. And so I'm not going to like, you know, hammer down on having to know, have everything figured out. I'm going to choose something. And then when that doesn't feel good anymore, I'm going to choose something else. And that's what I did. I went into Teach for America and I was a public school teacher in Chicago for four years. Then I moved to New York. I went into, um, I worked at a performing arts high school in the administration um, and then I auditioned for American Idol, got really, really far in the um, process for that and was sent home and was like, hmm, do I want to go back to the performing arts high school or do I want to pursue music? And my job at the school was to, I was the director of partnerships and programs, which means that I was to um, kind of uh, procure internship opportunities and arts opportunities for my students. 
And my job was to like, you know, expose them to the arts as much as possible and, and teach them to, you know, pursue their dreams. But I'd always wanted to work in music and I wasn't doing, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I don't want to go back to the, the performing arts high school. My principal wouldn't let me come back anyway. She's <laughs> like, you're not going to come back here and hide behind this desk. Go. <laughs> and so I, I jumped and I started to um, uh, audition for Broadway productions and things like that. And nothing was really taking off. And so I decided to, um, in New York, events you know, are like huge. There's an event like every two hours. Mm-hmm. And um, I began cater waitering because it was a great way for me to meet people, stay active. Um, and then I went from that to catering sales. So I like was dipping my toe in the events world. And the next thing I knew, I was um, working with an entertainment company that sources talent for high-end luxury private events. And so um, the clientele, you know, is easily spending anywhere from between like 500K to a million dollars on a wedding or even, you know, an anniversary party. Like, you know, these are like really high end events all around the world. And I started out working with those companies for like, just as a singer and focused on one company in particular that I really, really liked. And I, um, I began to unofficially uh, begin to contribute to production and styling and artist development. And I, I really honed in on my aesthetic intelligence. So really just how everything looks, but learning that aesthetic is also inclusive of sound. And so I began focusing solely on sound and how influential it can be and um, created a band called Honey and Vinyl and then created an, uh, a, a sonic consulting company called Sonic Sommelier, where we use the science of sound to create music experiences and bespoke sonic branding. So I'm on life like four or five at this point. Um, who knows what the future holds, but that's how I got here so far. Wow. What a journey. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Thank you for listening. Cause it was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we can definitely relate so much to your story and I know our, our listeners can as well with, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think it's so encouraging, you know, your journey and, and recognizing that you can live so many lifetimes in one life and not being afraid to, to try and having That's that, right. you know, supportive people in your corner, that principal, correct. Who, who encouraged mm-hmm. you to, pursue performing arts and just where that has led you. And, you know, a question we get a lot is it's not even a question. It's kind of a fear, a voiced fear is, but I don't have a degree in this. Mm -hmm. Should I go get a certification? Should I go back to school? And we're like, girl, no, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you know, you can learn so much on the jobs Mm -hmm. and that's definitely what it seems you have done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's, um, the value of learning on the job, I think is incomparable. You know, what mm-hmm. I, I would never say that, you know, education doesn't hold value. Absolutely, Absolutely. it does. But when you're out in the field and you are learning, you know, every single day, picking up new skills, meeting new people, having to respond in the moment, having to solve problems, getting your hands dirty, 
nothing really compares to that type of, uh, nothing compares to experience. Experience yeah. is literally the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's for anything, mm-hmm. business or, you know, even I'm a speech pathologist and I, I know I learned way more in, in, cl- in actually treating patients yes, and being in the sure. field than in school. You know, they can't mm-hmm. teach you all of the crazy things your patients are going to do and say. And so I know Anna Laura can relate because she's a retired speech uh, pathologist. Ah. Well, yeah. So we were like, oh, when you said you were studying uh, communications. Communications. Like, oh, yeah. I had to take a enough. speech pathology class. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough field, actually. But it's, it's so interesting. You, um, we got to, um, Oh my God, I can't even remember the, the name of it. When you look at the waveforms and, mm-hmm. and assess, you know, what a, a, mm-hmm. someone's speech patterns may be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's really fascinating work. So hats off to both of you. Spectrograms. Oh, yes, there you go. I'm looking at <laughs> them all the time when I edit these podcasts. I can oh, recognize wow. an um, like from a mile away. I'm like, oh, take that. that. really cool. I mean, I, technically we look at them too because uh, when we record, um, but we don't call them, what do you call them? Vectograms? Are they spectrograms? Spectrographs? Spectrograms. Mm-hmm. We don't call them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, speech but people. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> so much. She's retired. <laughs> I'm like that podcast wave. Oh, yeah, I was like, I'm not even gonna try because audiology. I did not pay attention in or or speech the sound of science. So that's why we have an expert here. Yes. Uh, yes. So speaking of of skills mm-hmm. that you learned and and gaining that real life experience, right? Would what skills would you say that you learned in that job when you were working for this entertainment um, this entertainment company mm-hmm. that you've been able to apply to your own business? Lots of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I mean, I'll go back to AI. Uh, aesthetic intelligence is the number one. I learned how to be adaptable. And mm-hmm. I think that that with music, you kind of, you have a choice. In fact, part of the reason that I created Sonic Sommelier is because, for instance, in, in my industry, a band can show up, they can rehearse, they can like curate a playlist and show up and plug and play. And that's the typically the go-to for live music at private events. And I, I came to notice that that method was sometimes producing a lot of noise because um, the bands were were playing the music that they wanted to play or playing the music that that they had rehearsed and they weren't responding to what the room required in that moment. So for instance, we did a uh, rehearsal dinner for a celebrity and this, you know, a rehearsal dinner is the first time, it's, it's the dinner that happens before the wedding, the night before the mm-hmm. wedding. So sometimes it's the first time that family members are meeting. Yeah. So it's super important for people to be able to hear one another and communicate and connect. And for some reason, the band leader called the song Living on a Prayer. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> this was not a rager, you know, no one was on the dance floor, you know, pumping fists and nobody was even like slightly tipsy yet. And so the music did not match the moment. 
And I wanted to solve the problem of noise. And so, you know, I think one of the main things I've learned is that there's a big difference between music and noise. Mm -hmm. And that's something that can be applied to business as well. And that being adaptable is a very, very valuable skill, being able to respond in the moment. That swivel is such a gift. Um, And it's something that I think anyone can can build. Oh, I love that. The swivel. Yes, like mm-hmm. being be willing to adapt. Yes, <laughs> I love it, especially in 2020. Yes, we have all learned to swivel. We are I all hope. swiveling. Yes. The swivel <laughs> is real. The swivel is real. Yeah, yes. I think we're gonna name that po- the podcast episode. <laughs> the swivel is real. Yes. <laughs> For sure. So there's so much that we want to unpack from your experiences as a business leader. But first, we would love to know, like, bottom line up front, what would be your biggest piece of advice for entrepreneurs and business owners? I would say, (laughs) I wish it was something super profound, but it's not. (laughs) My biggest piece of advice um, is it takes time. I don't know any business owners who had it figured out in year one, year two, or even year three. There are some people who get really lucky sometimes, but I, I also think that the the work was being done years prior to that luck, quote unquote, striking. So understanding that it takes time and being patient with yourself, being patient with with life yeah, that's it. I, I don't have mm-hmm. anything to add to that. It takes time. Yes. I mean, that is profound. <laughs> you know, that that is huge advice. And it's because it's something that's so easy to gloss yeah. over mm-hmm. and just try to kind of like steamroll your way through mm-hmm. your business or your career mm-hmm. and not realize, like you said, yeah, sometimes people do get lucky, right? And they get it within a year or within two years. And, you know, but overall, the, the whole process, it, absolutely, it takes time and you have mm-hmm. to be patient with yourself. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and I feel like, especially in the day of social media, where it seems like we're constantly seeing the highlight reel, you know, everyone's wins. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so easy to think like, if you don't have it figured out in a month, then you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. and quit. I think the best you know? thing that people can do is sometimes take a step back from social media. It's so mm-hmm. good for your mental health. It's really good for your business. Even when you are established, I think for um, small business owners, or I like to say boutique businesses because no business <laughs> is small. Um, so for boutique businesses, I think it can be really important to take a step back from posting or even from um, scrolling because it gives you an opportunity to really tap in and um, find, be intentional about whatever it is that you are seeking, whatever you're allowing to come in and whatever it is that you're putting out. Mm. Also really great advice. Mm -hmm. So it takes time and sometimes that time can be spent with yourself. Yes. (laughs) Doing that inner work. Yes. Absolutely. Beautiful advice, Kiana. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. So, you know, we're chatting about developing this podcast, kind of like what you wanted to talk about. You mentioned something really interesting and I'd love for you to elaborate. You said that being an entrepreneur can be a lot like leading a band of musicians. Mm-hmm. And I would love if you could elaborate on that for our listeners and for us, because I just think it's such a cool concept. Well, I think that um, 
leading a business is a lot like being a band leader because it requires, I mean, everything that we do whenever we're working with other people, it requires, you know, collaboration, it requires cooperation. And, you know, there are a lot of musical terms that translate to the business world, like creating harmony. You know, creating harmony requires a great deal of listening. It, mm-hmm. it requires that you be well-versed in, in your particular skill set so that you're holding your position down and holding it down well. Being a band leader of your business can include, you know, reading the room. Uh, the idea of being present, again, listening, Mm -hmm. understanding how to respond. I think that there's just so, is so much crossover in general, Mm -hmm. Um, knowing when to share the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Band leader actually isn't typically in the spotlight unless they are um, also the lead singer, but giving the musicians or other feature performers an opportunity to shine is so super important. And it actually creates really great team morale. It helps you to understand the strengths of the people on your team so that you can tap into those and use them uh, strategically, use those strengths strategically to strengthen the business and to strengthen those relationships more importantly. Yeah, I could go on and on. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, all of what you said speaks so much to I feel like how Anna Laura and I try to work together and as well as grow our platform for other mm. multi passionate mm-hmm. women. And mm-hmm. when you talked about creating harmony and listening and knowing your own skill set, it was something I forget when we decided to do this, Anna Laura, maybe after a year when Mm -hmm. we decided to really sit down and say, you know, we both are bringing so much goodness to the table, but what is Anna Laura's skill set, like particular set of skills that Mm -hmm. she's bringing to She Shines? And then what is my specific skill set? And then how can we create harmony together Mm -hmm. using your words Mm -hmm. um, to to really build this business? And in terms of sharing the spotlight, right? Mm -hmm. We, We may be the founders, but, you know, giving other women the opportunity to shine and, and yes. share their own story because it's not yes. it's not just about us. We want to share that spotlight and that's really why we started. So thank you for yeah. putting such beautiful words to our thoughts. It was not put so <laughs> eloquently <laughs> when we were talking about it. Listen, it it, it I think that um, even when we don't know that we're doing the work, we're doing the work. And it sounds like you ladies have figured it out and you're finding your, your, I want to say vibe, but I feel like that's such an overused word, but it's another musical term that I think yeah. is just so appropriate. Mm-hmm. I was thinking groove, which yeah. is also, you know, <laughs> another <laughs> musical term, you know? <laughs> yeah, so many, I I, it's, this is so cool. I love this. I'm kind of nerding out over here. Yeah. <laughs> you I love nerds. Yeah. I think also because Anna Laura and I are, uh, failed or like want to be musicians and performers so Are we're like music as well okay that is a very generous <laughs> Alex, statement what is it? do you sing do you play an instrument tell me um, you got to give it up now oh my goodness so we both sing um 
but like I use that term very loosely. Yes. Like, we haven't in a long time, long time. But I know like growing up, I I sung a lot in church and, and in oh, theater wow. and had oh. these goals to like be on Broadway. So everything oh, yeah. you said, I was like, oh my little Queen's girl, her heart yes. is is pounding because she's so excited. But Amazing. we both have such Anna Laura and I similar um kind of beginning. So it's yeah. just so so beautiful to hear how your journey turned out, how our journey turned out. And I think it just fits so well in alignment with what you said about living all these, these lives, you know, and you, you mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen or where it might take you, but you just have to pursue That's you know, right. that avenue. And for me, my mom was like, no, you're not going to performing arts high school. Ah. So that, that's how that road got closed. <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah. I, the reason I went to college was because my dad was like, if you, anybody who lives in this house is going to school. So yeah, I get it. They did it cause they love us. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's, let's get back into, we got a little off tangent, which I love, but let's get back into um, sure. speaking about how, you know, leading a band and how that really can relate to a business. So Many of our community members, they're hosting events, they're attending events, you know, they're leading meetings at work, they're involved with group coaching and, and networking, right, building relationships. And you talked a lot about reading the room, right, mm-hmm. and, and knowing when it's time to share the spotlight or, or have the spotlight. What, what advice can you give to us and our community on reading the room when, when they're working with others and maybe mistakes that you've made <laughs> from mm-hmm. maybe not reading the room um, that, <laughs> that we could learn from? Specifically in, in my work, we read the room or I read the room. We all do because it's, it's a collaborative effort, but it's mainly my responsibility to be able to respond to everything that's happening in the room. So for instance, if we're, if we're playing a wedding and it's dinner time, but the kitchen is running behind, then I have to be really paying attention to what's happening in the room. I have to be listening for, you know, the planner or her assistant to kind of give me cues on what's next. And I have to be um, ready to respond to that uh, so that we can basically play more music so that the kitchen has more time to get meals ready, right? Now, reading the room in your business, you know, in the same way, number one, it requires you to be present. It requires your attention to be in the moment so that you can be watching in the same way, like paying attention to what's happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then being observant and and also being a good listener. Like I mentioned earlier, are you really listening to what other people are saying? You know, can are you responding to what they're saying or are you waiting for your turn to speak? Mm. Um, are you like being ready requires preparation. So so knowing your stuff, but things don't always go as planned, like especially in events. So you can be in a, in a business meeting, you can be at a networking event and you can be super prepared. You could have practiced your pitch, you know, a million times, but sometimes things happen. And so you may meet someone who, let's say you're, you're standing in a group of people and someone gives a pitch for a company that's just like yours and their <laughs> pitch is very similar to yours and you're super prepared, but you don't want to go after them because they just, you know, said that they founded a, I don't know, a 
planet friendly tampon company. I don't know. <laughs> and so being prepared, but then also listening to what the other person is saying so that you can respond. So being able to say, well, yes, I actually run a similar company, um, but let me tell you a little bit more about myself and, and maybe you'll understand a little bit more about my company and how we're unique. You know, there's preparation, but then you're there in the moment, you're being observant, you're listening, and then you're able to swivel. Um, and that's the final component, you know, being able to to adapt in the moment, trusting yourself, being flexible and nimble and limber uh, to allow the magic to happen. Mm. There's so much goodness yes. there to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex and I are actually taking notes this, yeah. this whole time. Like, awesome. So okay. like that is, <laughs> we're like, this is so good. Um, yes. Yeah, no, this is, I can just think back to so many times that I've been in that situation, especially oh. when I first started going to events mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to practice your pitch and then you get in that moment and you you freeze oh, or you're yes. so in your head by your own yes. pitch that you have no idea what's going mm-hmm. on around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that advice of, of being present. And, you know, really, I think the only way you're going to get there is just putting yourself in those situations a lot of the time as uncomfortable as they are. So I I love that. Be present, be, you know, ready to, to listen, ready Uh to swivel, be prepared, Uh but, but be able to adjust. I I think that's so important for so many, for so many things in life. (laughs) Yes, it is. Absolutely. Well, Kiana, we have I loved this conversation so much. Like we could talk to hours. Well, mm-hmm. I will say we could listen to you yes. for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but we you. would love to know where we can connect with you as well as what you have going on and how we can support you. Yes. Um, well, you can follow us at Honey and Vinyl. That's Honey and spelled out V-I-N-Y-L on Instagram. We also have a Sonic Sommelier Instagram. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. Everybody knows how to spell Sommelier, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's Sonic. S-O-N-I-C. If you love wine, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you love wine, you know how to spell Sommelier. <laughs> it's um, Sonic, S-O-N-I-C. S-O-M-M-E-L-I-E-R. You can also visit us on our website at honeyandvinylmusic.com. Beautiful. So what do you have? You have so many things going on. I do. (laughs) Tell us, spill the tea. What's up? So in addition to um, leading Honey and Vinyl and CEOing, I don't even know if that's a word. Um, Sonic <laughs> it is <Sommelier>. today. <laughs> <laughs> I also worked on a really big passion project um, this year. I, during the pandemic, um, self-published my first children's book called I Love Me From My Head to My Feet. And um, it's about a little girl named Janiyah who just loves herself fiercely. Um, she's, she looks unique. She doesn't look like everybody else. And that's, that's her strength and she knows it. Beautiful. Uh, we, we will definitely link that for everyone in the show notes so they can go check it out. I love that. And, and I got so many nieces. (laughs) It's specifically for early readers. I think 
I, I like to say that because each page reads like a positive affirmation, it's mm-hmm. for all ages, honestly, but it's a board book and it's super vivid and colorful with the illustrations. And so I think that infants who maybe four to five years old would enjoy it most. I love that. Well, perfect. Cause all of my nieces are under six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Kiana, again, thank you so much, but we're thank not you. done yet. So Alex, do you want to set the scene for our rapid fire question Uh-oh, round? Here we go. Yes. Okay. She shines rapid fire question round. So the scene is you are in line at your favorite coffee shop and you're getting ready to order your favorite drink. So what is your favorite coffee or tea drink? <sighs> Cappuccino, okay. almond milk, Extra, extra hot and extra foam. Oh, okay. Cappuccino, almond milk, extra hot, extra foam. You're getting ready to order. A girl is in line behind you. She taps you on the shoulder. She's like, oh my gosh, that's Kiana from Honey and Vinyl from Sonic Sommelier. I just read her book. Um, I have three questions to ask you and then I'm going to pay for your cappuccino. So Mm -hmm. the first question, and we're going to try and answer in like one to two words. Okay. What is your favorite way to connect with new people? Clubhouse. The the app Clubhouse is my new favorite way to connect with people. Absolutely. Ooh, that is something new we uh-huh. haven't heard. We will definitely link that in the show yes. notes for you ladies. All right. And then number two, how can I create community in my life or business? Find your tribe. For me, um, it, it's, it's literally my aunt, my sister, and my cousin. Um, I wish that I could say that, you know, I think that because I work so much that my family is, is, it's just easier for me to, you know, go, they're my go-tos, but they support me and I love them so much and I wouldn't be able to do anything without them. So find your tribe is what I would say. Absolutely. And the last question she has is similarly, how do you get your fill of girl talk? With that tribe, yes. <laughs> I had a <Absolutely>. feeling. <laughs> With my tribe, we have um, random Zoom calls. We'll literally text each other throughout the day, like, "Hey, are you guys free at six? We gotta talk," and we'll hop on Zoom and have girl time. I love yes. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Well, Kiana, thank you again for sharing so much of your experience and your knowledge with us on reading the room and and how to be part of a team and and swiveling, being prepared, <laughs> listening, all the things we all need to be hearing. So thank you so much. Thank Everyone you. listening, please make sure you connect with Kiana on all of her social handles. Go check out her book and keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.